When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared on them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now they were dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Parthians and Medes, Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes. Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were, and all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others mocking said, They are filled with a new wine. The reading continues from 14. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these people are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams, even on my male servants and female servants. In those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above, and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness, and the moon to blood. Before the day of the Lord comes, the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know. This Jesus, delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up, loosened the pangs of death, because it was not possible for him to be held by it. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand, that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad, and my tongue rejoiced. My flesh also will dwell in hope. For you will not abandon my soul to Hades, or let your Holy One see corruption. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will make me full of, life, of gladness with your presence. Brothers, I may say to you with confidence about the patriarch David, that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. 
being therefore a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would set out one of his descendants on his throne. He foresaw and spoke about the resurrection of the Christ, that he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we are all witnesses. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. For David did not ascend into heavens, into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to himself. And with many other words, he bore witness and continued to exhort them, saying, Save yourselves from this crooked generation. So those who received his word were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing to the, the proceeds to all, as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Please keep your Bibles open. Amen. Let me just uh, pray for the children. Natalie will be leading the Sunday school, so the children will follow Natalie, and George will be speaking to us. Let me quickly pray. Father, I do pray for ourselves and the children. Give us, Lord, ears to hear. Uh, We pray, Lord, for strength for Natalie and George as they um, speak your word uh, to the children and to the congregation. Amen. Uh, Please keep your Bible open. Our question for today. What do you call 3,000 Jews in the temple? In the temple ground in the first century. What do you call them? It's the first church. That is like a headline. Headline for today. Mass Jewish gathering becomes the first Christian church. But the question is, how did that happen? Well, they heard the gospel. They heard the good news about Jesus. And they saw the power of the Holy Spirit. They believed and they repented. Well, as, as, as Kenya said, we've been going through the book of Acts, and last week we saw how 
uh, Peter and John boldly explained the power of Jesus after he healed after they healed a, a lame man. And also just from last week, um, those things happened, yes, but they happened after the church was born. So today we'll jump back and just go through the book of Acts uh, chapter 2 and see how this birth has taken place. Now remember in Acts chapter 1, before Jesus ascended to heaven, he commanded his disciples to go and wait for the Holy Spirit. Well, today, the Holy Spirit has arrived. And we're going to see him moving in two ways. Number one, he's going to fill up the church, so the church gets filled up. And number two, the church fills in. Church fills up, church fills in. First of all, the church is filled up. Come with me to verse one. Let's look at verse one. And here we find 120 believers in one place. Now they're probably in an upper room in the temple grounds. And suddenly, in verse 2, suddenly a huge sound like a strong wind fills the room. Maybe that's how it sounded. don't know. And tongues of fire appear on their heads as the presence of God rests on them. Now they experience the Holy Spirit in a new way, in a powerful way. What was the result of that? Well, they started speaking in other tongues. Started speaking in other languages. The Holy Spirit was giving them utterance, as we can read. He was giving them the ability to speak in other languages. Now if you remember... In uh, Matthew 28, before Jesus ascended, he said to his disciples, All power has been given to me. Now go and make disciples of all, all men, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey my commands. What do we call that usually here? It's called the Great, the great Commission. We call it the Great Commission. Go into all the world and make disciples of men. Well, this is the flagging off ceremony. <laughs> this is it. When the Holy Spirit comes, now the work begins. We are flagging you off. Now there's only one problem. How can they reach all the nations when they only speak one language? They only speak one language. It's a big problem here. Well, God has a plan, doesn't he? God has a plan. So God sends them a helper who fills them and gives them the power to speak other languages. What an amazing God. (laughs) Well, while they were speaking, it just so happened in verse 5 and 6, it just so happened, not, it just so happened that there were 3,000 people 3,000 Jews, 3,000 residents, 3,000 people from all over the nations. And they heard people speaking. Now I want to give you a, I want you to help me out. 
We're going to speak in different languages. Okay? We're going to say the same thing. God's name be praised. God's name be praised. God's name be praised. We'll say it over and over again, but we're going to say it in our own languages. So if your language is English, say it in English. If your language is Kikuyu, say it in Kikuyu. If it's Yoruba, say it in Yoruba. If it's in Swahili, say it in Swahili. If it's Luganda, say it in Luganda. We're going to say it over and over again, okay? At the top of our voices. Okay? Shall we start? Uh, so it's God's name be praised, okay? Three, two, I'll, we'll keep going until I say stop, okay? Okay, let's start. God's name be praised. To hear that? And I think we're around 20 or 30. Now, if we were 120... Speaking at the top of our voices in different languages, you can imagine how loud that must have sounded. It was so loud it attracted these 3,000 people to come and hear. And what were they hearing? Every single one of them heard it in their own language. In their own language. Now that would be cool. If I am a Kikuyu speaking in Kikuyu, that's fine. If I'm a Luo speaking in Luo, that's fine. If I'm French speaking in French, that's fine. The trouble is, I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish. And I'm speaking in a different language. So it will be like Tosin speaking in Japanese. Ken is speaking in Yoruba. Zach speaking in Hindi. Dorothy speaking in Arabic, Angela speaking in Swahili, V speaking in Kikuyu, Tony speaking in German, and Bethan speaking in Zulu. That's, that's exactly what's going on here. That's exactly what's going on here. And that's why these 3,000 people are like, what in the world is going on? And you can see there. You can see they are, look at the emotions they are, they are going through here. In verse 6, they are bewildered. Verse 7, amazed, astonished. Verse 12, amazed, perplexed. But verse 13, they are also mocking. Ah, these guys are drunk. These guys are drunk. But what's going on here? And Peter says, that's a good question. Great question. And then he goes ahead to explain. He goes ahead to fill them in. Which is our second point. The church fills in. Church fills in the world what is going on through the spirit. Where does this power come from? Where is it coming from? It's coming from God. It's coming from the Holy Spirit. The church is being filled up so that it can fill in people on the mighty works of God in a language they can understand. 
Remember last week, um, we read that these people didn't have any qualifications. They were unqualified. So it's not like they have been taught different languages, they have been taught how to explain the Bible. They were uneducated. But they trusted Jesus. They trusted Jesus. And God, God uses people who trust him to make his name known. Will you trust God today? Will you trust God today to use you to make his name known? If you feel unequipped, ask him. I can't speak well, ask him. I don't know what to say, ask him. I don't know how to explain, ask him. Let him equip you. You can imagine these guys, and they are uneducated, they are a small bunch, and they're being asked to go to the whole world to share the gospel. It's impossible. It's an impossible task, and yet God equips them to do exactly that. Exactly that. Exactly that. So when Paul picks up the mic and begins to explain, he says it's the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that's working here. Paul doesn't speak, oh sorry, Paul, Peter. Peter doesn't speak 13 languages. He doesn't. He doesn't speak 13 languages. And yet the Holy Spirit is working in people to speak the language of the people. Praise be the name of the Lord. In this part of the Bible, Paul is only speaking to Jews. If you notice, he's only speaking to the Jews. And he has a three-point sermon. This is the beginning of three-point sermons. Paul has a three-point, Peter has a three-point sermon. And he begins to explain, you can see that in uh, verse 14. He's standing up with 11, lifting up his voice and addressing them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let it be known to you and give ear to my words. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only the third hour of the day. It's only nine o'clock in the morning, guys. These people cannot be drunk. And he tells them, you should not be surprised. You know, look, look at him. He says, he says um, in verse 16, But this is what was uttered. Don't be surprised. If you read your Bible, you've been reading the scriptures, this has been prophesied before. And that's one of his points. Point number one, this has been prophesied by Joel. Point number two, this has been prophesied by David. Point number three, repent and be baptized. That's his sermon. And that's all that he's saying there. Why are you surprised? These things have been prophesied. Look at point number one. Look at what Joel said. And then he says the entire prophecy of, of Joel. I'm not sure who read this one. Was it, was it you, Gemma? The, the Joel bit. Um, in the last days it shall be. Yeah? It was Gemma, yeah? It was V. Yes. In the last days it shall be. God declares and I will pour out my spirit. And he goes ahead and reads the entire, he quotes the entire the entire prophecy. I will pour my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see dreams. Your old men 
shall dream dreams. Even on my male servants, female servants, in those days I will pour my spirit and they shall prophesy. Look at that. He's pouring his spirit, they're prophesying. Pouring his spirit, they're prophesying. Pouring his spirit, they're prophesying. What is this prophesying business? What is it? Well, prophesying takes two forms. You can say what is going to happen in the future. Okay, say what is going to happen in the future. Like they prophesied, Jesus is going to come. Prophesying. Okay. So it's foretelling. And you can also forth tell. Forth tell. This is what God is saying to us now. This is what God is saying to us now. You're bringing forth the word of God. And this is what they're saying. They're bringing forth the word of God. Look at how God is amazing. Look at how God is amazing. Look at what is going on. They are forth telling. And verse 21 is clearly saying, Listen, everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Everyone. The door has been opened. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It is no longer exclusive. Whether you are Hindi, Kikuyu, Yoruba, Filipino, doesn't matter. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Second point of his sermon, David prophesied Jesus was the Messiah. So he's talking about Jesus and he's recapping what the Jews must have been familiar with. He says that, you know, God, God sent Jesus and Jesus lived among you and he did great works. But you crucified him. But God raised him from the dead because death cannot hold him. So he says you shouldn't be surprised because if you read, you read, you read your Psalms. Don't be surprised. Read your Psalms. And you and I are sitting there and going, okay, well, Peter, what's all this? What are you talking about? But good thing is, Peter goes ahead and explains. He says, David died and stayed dead. God promised one of David's descendants would reign on the throne. Trouble is, every one of David's descendants died. Solomon died, the one after died, the one after died, the one after died, the one after died. What's going on here? It all went until one Mary and one Joseph gave birth to one Jesus. And when he died, he rose again. When he died, he rose again. And now where is he in verse 33? He is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he is pouring out his spirit to the church. That is what is happening here. That's what's going on. So Peter goes ahead and says, So house of Israel, let there be no doubt. God has made Jesus Lord and Christ. God has made Jesus Lord and Christ. What what does that mean? What does Lord mean? Lord mean? What does that mean? It means someone with authority. So God has made Jesus someone with authority. Someone has power. Someone with power over you. And God has made Jesus Christ. Now sometimes we think Christ is Jesus' second name. So it's almost like uh, 
Jesus Christ Waori. Jesus Christ Balagate. That's his middle name. That's not his middle name. Christ is not his middle name. That word there, Christ, means Messiah. He is a Messiah. He's the anointed one. He is the one who delivers. Jesus Christ, the deliverer. God has made him Jesus, the one with authority over your life. Jesus Christ, the one who has the deliverer. He is the one with the deliverer. That's what God has made him. Now this Jesus who has authority, who has control, who has power, who is the deliverer, that's the one you've killed. (coughs) Oops. Yeah. That's the one you killed. That's the one you killed. And look at verse 37. What is their response? They are cut to the heart. They are humbled. They have realized the weight of what they have done. Now there's a time I parked my car outside here. And um, it was in a place that was not marked. I parked it out there and I thought to myself, listen, my car is outside the church, it's outside my house, what's the problem? No problem. Trouble is, I got a ticket. I got a ticket and I was mad. I was angry. How dare you give me a ticket? It's outside my house, outside my church. How dare you give me a ticket? Now, until I read, when I read the ticket, it said, uh, actually, where you've parked, you potentially blocked the way for someone who has mobility issues. You potentially block the way for emergency services in case the church was burning or your house was burning. You potentially parked on top of a utility facility. So I parked probably on top of a pipe that is bringing water or even a pipe that has gas. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh. The weight of what I had done now landed on me. And I said, 40 quid, I'm going to pay. <laughs> I'm going to pay 40 quid. I'm actually glad it's not a thousand quid or 2,000. I'm actually glad. So when they realized the guy we have killed is the guy who has authority, is the guy who is the deliverer, they were like, oh my God, that's what we've done. And they said to Peter, what shall we do? What can we do? And what did Peter say? Repent and be baptized. Repent and be baptized. Repent and be baptized. Now what repent basically means be grieved enough to want to change. Be grieved enough to want to change. If you are going that direction, rejecting God, rejecting Jesus, turn around. Turn around and receive Jesus as the authority over your life. And receive Jesus as the deliverer of your life. And you shall be saved. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, it sounds as if you can read it wrong and think uh, you have to be um, 
you have to receive Jesus um, and then be baptized. Uh, that's when you receive the Holy Spirit. No, 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 no. It says, it says on there, the Bible is very clear. If you believe in Jesus, you receive him as Lord and Savior, you are saved. 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 And when you're saved, you have God's power working in you. So what does this mean? What does this mean to us? What does this mean? If you're hearing this for the first time and you're not a Christian, it means please listen to the voice of God. God is speaking to you in a language you can understand. And he is saying, repent and be baptized. Repent and receive Christ. Repent and be saved. What about if you're a Christian? You're part of God's church. You've heard the gospel. You've believed. You've been filled by the Holy Spirit. Be baptized. Be baptized. Let it be a public display to your friends, to your workmates, to your neighbors. Let it be a witness that you have accepted Jesus. Rob has a swimming pool. It's a mobile swimming pool. You can bring it here and set it up. <laughs> we dip you in. You've <laughs> got it. We baptize you. Dip it in. Invite your friends. Let it be a witness. Praise the Lord. What about if you're a believer and You've been baptized and you're, you're, you're born again. Verse 42 and 47 says, be dedicated to God. They were dedicated to God. They devoted themselves to God. They devoted themselves to the teaching of the church leaders. Not just on Sunday. <laughs> Not just on Sunday. Okay. How many of us listen back to what was taught on Sunday? What about Bible study? Do we attend the Bible study? Are we devoted to Bible study with the church? What about the sermons from faithful church leaders? We are part of a network, commission. We are part of commission. Do we listen to what other faithful preachers are, are teaching? What about fellowship? What about fellowship? Visiting each other at home. Praising God together. Spending time with the church family. What about communion and prayers? Every, is it last Sunday? Of, 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 not last Thursday of, of, of the month? We have prayer, prayer meeting. We have prayer meeting. Once a month we have prayer meeting on, Thursday, on the Thursday here. What about praying together? What about that? What about generosity? That's what they were doing here. They were generous. They were selling their stuff, sharing their money. They are giving in to the needs of the church family. They were praising God together. And the Lord was adding to the number of those who were being saved day by day. Amen? Amen. This is how the church grows. The church has been born, but the church needs to grow. Imagine having a child who has been born and they are not growing. What's up with that? 
This kid has been three months for the last eight years. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? Yeah? I'm going to take them back. <laughs> yeah. The church is born. The church needs to grow. This is how the church grows. Do we want the church to grow at Bacon Tree? Yes. 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 The Holy Spirit has come. Let him fill the church. The Holy Spirit has come. Let the people of God fill in the world on what God is doing through his spirit. The Holy Spirit has come. Let the people of God commit themselves, dedicate themselves to doing the work of God. Amen. Amen. Bay Country Church, be filled by the Holy Spirit. Bay Country Church, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be empowered for God's work. Let the people who hear what God is saying, let them see God working through you. Let them see the transformation in your life and let them desire to want to know this God. Let them see you growing in your faith and let them desire to want to receive this Jesus. Let them see your love for Jesus, your peace in Jesus, your passion in Jesus, and let them desire to follow Jesus. Amen. Amen.